Welcome to the Dream Job Hack Podcast, where I teach senior career professionals just how to leverage your expertise and personal brand, along with my recruiting industry insider experience that will help you land your dream job opportunity. My name is Lindsay Mustine, and I am your host. Good morning. I want to talk to you today about interviewing, in particular about how you ace the interview with your peers. So if you've ever gone into an interview round, you know that every kind of, think of it as a funnel, we kind of filter people down, the majority of the candidates come this, the top part, and then we filter down till we get to the final candidates. When you get to the final rounds, when you start actually interviewing and you're one of the finalists, you typically will meet well, with as many as 15 people. Now, it's hard enough to get five people to decide where to go to lunch, much less to decide on who they would want to hire. So how do you ace an interview? In particular, how do you ace an interview with your peers? And so the question I got was, I'm facing my third round of interviews and getting so close practically that you can taste it. I wanna ace this interview and I wanna make sure I make it to the fourth round. What do I need to do in order to be prepared for my interviews with my peers? So ultimately the goal here is to land the job offer. That's what we want. We want to progress from this process and go forward. So many times people think that their interview must be absolutely perfect. It must be absolutely perfect in order for you to get the job offer. And truly that's not really the case. That's really not the case. You don't need to be perfect because that's an unreasonable standard. But the one thing you really absolutely must do is get in control of the fear. And the fear is a lot of a big driver for us in this process. It's what we really believe in. It's we don't know that we're worthy. We have all these doubts and question our own worth and value. And that is going to be the biggest thing to change in here is mindset. So here are six ways that you can actually ace the interview. So the first part, I want to kind of tell you that an interview can take two paths. First one is that it can go to a traditional interview, which is, I tend to call it an interrogation. And those questions can be soft or hard. But uh, what I mean by that is that they can be more difficult or it can be a tell me about a time which is a behavioral based interview and that's a traditional path and then the other option is that the interview becomes a conversational path and the conversational path is the preference and the reason is is that ultimately the key to winning this is being likable <laughs> it's likability your qualifications don't have a lot to do with what it is that you were actually interviewing for it's your ability to connect with the person across the table with you so if you have a preference you should go for conversational. Just know if that is happening to you, that's a good sign. Don't be worried if they're not asking you, well, tell me about a time when you did X. That's not necessarily the most important thing. So when you feel like those two paths are kind of diverging, regardless, you need to do these six steps in order to ace it. And the first thing is that you need to know the first 10 seconds is the most critical part. The first 10 seconds is when they are going to make a decision about you. And it is instinctual. It's not about you. It's immediately they're going to think, is this person like me? Is this person a threat? And do I like them? And they immediately categorize you into one of those. And this is how we've been programmed for millennia in order to survive as a species. And so this bias, you need to use this to your advantage, which means you need to ace the first 10 seconds. That's when you really need to come across. 
So here's the six ways that in order for you to do that. The first thing is you need to be prepared. And this is a great start for you. Now, when I talk about preparation, what you really need to have is the insider knowledge about those people. Because the way that you connect with humans is by connecting with them on a personal level. When you come in and it's very buttoned up and tight, this is why I say the conversational tone is, people haven't let their guard down and they're guarded about what it is that they're sharing and their um, connection with you. And you want to have that connection. That's gonna be really critical for you to get to the place where they like you. Because likability is the most important thing. They while it's not a great way to bring a diverse workforce together, likability is the thing that will make somebody desire to hire you. So prepare by doing the research on the interviewers. So what I mean is Google them, <laughs> go look them up on LinkedIn, go see what content they're sharing. What can you find out about them? Do you have any mutual connections? Do you have a friend of a friend? What can you do to find out information about this person and pick their brain about it? This is good research for you in your interview and it's good for you to be prepared to interact with that person. And then when you come in, you can have a conversational tone to start with and say, I'm really excited about meeting with you. I saw that you really liked X or you shared this article on this and that was really interesting to me because of X. You do that, you immediately entrust them with a compliment saying that I think that you have something valuable to add and they immediately want to listen. That's how you get somebody to turn into and tune in to you in this process. So really key, that's the first part is preparation. The second is I talked about fear. Imposter syndrome will get you every time. And women are way more liable to fall victim to imposter syndrome than their male counterparts. So imposter syndrome, that's the belief that you're not good enough. And we all have this talk track in our mind that we're not good enough. And here's the thing, you can't show that. You can't show that. You have to be the solution to the problem, which is why they are needing to fill the job. So you need to be able to present your skills at the highest level. So everything you do here means you need to be selling. Now, in order for you to beat imposter syndrome, there is something called the power pose. And the power pose is when you stand with your hands on your hips like Wonder Woman, <laughs> hold it for 120 seconds, and you're gonna feel a little bit stupid. I'll be honest, don't do this in the interview, do it prior to the interview. Hold your hands on your hips, stand there for 120 seconds, and it actually releases hormones that will help you feel more confident automatically. So even if you're having trouble uh, psychologically in or getting kind of in the zone, this will help you. So stand with your hands on your hips like Wonder Woman, and that will help you with the confidence factor. Okay, so now after you've done that, the fourth thing you need to do is nail your elevator pitch. Your elevator pitch is your opening volley. And this is setting the frame of what to expect. Now, there are three parts to an elevator pitch. You need to tell them who you are, you need to tell them what you've done, and where you are going. So look into some of my other content about that if you're interested in learning how to nail the elevator pitch. But that first 10 seconds, that's truly the part that you really need to nail. It's your elevator pitch. Next is be focused on answering the questions. So when you are listening to their questions, people will take a line of questioning and they typically, they might have a set of questions, they typically don't. They just go in and they have an idea of what they're gonna ask and they take notes. So the biggest thing you can do is try to determine what it is that they are going for in their, in their question. And if you're not sure, stop and ask or say, I think I hear you saying this, is that right? Or if you're still not sure, you can say, I'm gonna give you an example and you can tell me if that's close enough or I can come and go back into my experience and find another one for you. That way you kind of covered your bases in case it doesn't really work out when you're responding. So what you want to answer in 
for your questions is what we call the STAR approach. And the STAR approach stands for S-T-A-R. Um, S and T stand for the situation or task. The next, the A is action and the R is result. And most people are really good at answering the stuff, the situation, the task and the action, but they don't quantify the result and impact. And nobody hires the stuff, they hire the R. You need to get the R down. So quantify the result. That is what you really need to do. And then the very last thing, the last thing you can do to cement their decision is ask good questions. Come with four interview questions, follow-up interview questions for them. And the question is not to trick them or, or that, it's really to find out what is the strategic advantage that you have when you, when you come to work for this company, what is the strategic advantage that you're bringing? And so one of the ways you can do that is by asking about what is happening in the company and how this position would impact it. And if you add a quantitative time measure to that, it will make it sound more strategic. In fourth quarter, what is the most important objective for this position to create momentum in your business? That would be something that you could ask. Or in the first 90 days, what are three core competencies that really need to be addressed to make sure that we create success for you in 2019? Those should be the first two questions. The third question should be something about them, something about them, and that should be determined by going through the interview process. And you'll hear people get impassioned around certain topics. I should say your alert goes off when you hear that, because if they're excited about it, they wanna talk about it, and that's another way to build a rapport. So ask a question, I heard you were really excited about customer experience. What do you think about blah, blah, blah? Ask something strategic there. And then the last question, if you have a double panel or more than one interviewer, just save the fourth question to be for one person in the room, which is, what are the next steps? You need a time measure of when you're supposed to follow up. You need to know when to expect an answer. And the reason is they're more likely to meet that objective and you don't look like you're silly just waiting around for an answer. So the last step you absolutely need to ace is to end it on a positive note. Regardless of how good or bad, especially your peers, your peers typically are just to validate the decision made before this, regardless of how good or how bad, you stand up and you shake their hand and you say, thank you for your time today. It would be an honor to work with you because you want to leave it on the most positive note. Even if everything else is bad, the last impression is going to be something that will tinge the rest of their decision and the conversations they have about you. So that's the last step. So if you are looking for more tips like this, I encourage you to join the Job Search Network. It is my free Facebook group. We have nearly 1,800 members in there, and we are giving advice all the time about how you can get momentum in your job search. Join us, and I look forward to seeing you there.